What is going on? This is Roxy D of Roxy D's Ramblings. Good day. Today is Canada Day. Canada is celebrating 151 years. I am a born and raised Canadian and I'm very, very happy to be a part of this country. One of the things that I love about Canada is the fact that we encourage diversity. We're all about freedom, freedom of speech and liberty. So I celebrate it even though I walk around and talk about the fact that I'm West Indian, but it doesn't matter. I'm Canadian first, West Indian after, specifically Jamaican. But anyways, let's get into today. So today's podcast, I'm going to start on a whole relationship series. I figured that it's July 1st, it's the start of the month, and it's a good time to actually start on the series. And I think in the last show, towards the tail end, I did say that I was going to um, bring in an opinionated guest to talk about relationships with me. But I'm going to, to frame it because I believe that relationships are so complex. There are uh, so many elements to relationships. And uh, I think that this needs to actually be like a, a full series. So I think that we're going to probably go beyond a month talking about the different aspects of relationships. But I thought that the best thing for me to do was to actually start with talking about my experience in terms of dating in your 30s and beyond and what that kind of looks like. When I'm talking about dating, I'm going to get into you know relationships, marriages, the whole nine children. What does that look like um, for myself? I actually had a relationship for 10 and a half years. Uh, I, it started when I was 20. And, um, you know, we dated for a long time. It turned into marriage. And I decided to end the marriage. And um, the reasons behind my ending of the marriage was basically that I had to choose life. And um, I, you know, again, in choosing life, I think that's an obvious one in that uh, I don't believe in cheating. And, uh, you know, you know, the things that comes out of cheating and the many elements of that, I was not about to be a part of it. Also, I think for myself, where I saw the relationship going, I was very big into togetherness and 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 it wasn't about I, it was about us and we and where we're going. So you know, unfortunately, my partner at the time, he wasn't kind of in that we weren't in accord in that way. And I think that that's a very important piece for for a marriage. And so I decided to end that relationship. And it's funny, because many years later, he's come back to me and he said, you know what, you know, for your young age, you were so far advanced in your thinking and, and very mature. And he just, you know, he admitted to the fact that he wasn't there. But um, anyway, so basically what happened is I found myself um, as being 30 and the 30 and alone. And I didn't even know what that was. Um, I I kind of lost myself in the we, us and, you know, team and, and being together that I mean, I didn't lose all elements of myself, but there was no longer my own identity, if you will. And, you know, you kind of sort of get used to being with the one person and, and how your life was with them. And, you know, even I found that sleeping alone became um, weird for me. I, I wasn't able to do it. I, I didn't know. And I don't even know when it became like that. It just kind of did. I guess a decade of being with someone that'll do that to you. Um, so in order to get over that relationship, 
And I'm proud to say, and I, you know, I say it shamelessly and I encourage everyone to do this. I went for counseling and not just the counseling, the free counseling that you get through your employer. I actually went to see a psychotherapist and, you know, seeing them kind of helped me to put things into perspective in terms of, um, you know, how that relationship was not healthy for me and, and, you know, steps in moving forward and, and, you know, values that I had and, and, um, just getting back to me and understanding me. And I think it was the first time in forever that I actually went to the movies by myself and I loved it. It was a great experience. I actually felt weird at first. And I think it was a comedy that I went to go see. I can't even remember. But anyways, I felt no ways. I was there alone. I was laughing. I was, um, you know, I, I learned how to date me. And I've always kind of been a little bit of a, you know, although I have friends and whatnot, I do have my times where I can be a bit of a loner. And, you know, but at the same time, like I said, I was going back to that place and um, I got to understand myself, mind, body and soul. So it was good. And finally, when I felt that I was ready, um, I thought, okay, you know, maybe I'll entertain the aspect of dating. And actually, let me pedal back, just backpedal just a little bit. So when I found myself newly single and, and all alone, I remember uh, many years ago, I had a friend that I used to talk to on the phone, and I don't know if he's listening to this. I don't know if he remembers. I won't call his name. But um, he always talked about, you know, the season of singleness as being like drought season. And drought season when it's just dry, ain't number, nothing's happening, you're ugly, um, no one wants you, you know, like everything is just going wrong. It's just like the Sahara. There's, there's just, you know, no... Um, <laughs> no hope, basically. So I kind of I went through that that period of time. And, uh, you know, so it was interesting to go through that whole thing. And, you know, finally, again, through the psychotherapy, I, I got to understand myself. And, um, you know, I had no more episodes of, of crying and bouts of crying because I felt like a piece of shit. Um, you know, it was good. So anyways, I got out of that. I decided that, uh, okay, I'm going to start dating. And I remember my sister's like, well, I don't know why you already haven't been dating because you don't have trees in your face. Um, and that's one of her favorite, <laughs> her favorite things to say. I guess that's her, her words of encouragement for me is that I don't have trees in my face, meaning that, um, you know, I, I'm attractive physically, I guess. So, um, and one of my brothers also, um, you know, I told him, yeah, I'm going to get back into the dating scene. And he said, oh, why don't you think about online dating? And I thought, I said to him, no, like, I'll meet people at the store. And, you know, like, well, why do I need to go online and meet somebody? I'm not about that life. And he was like, well, you're crazy because he, and he started telling me about all these people that he works with and, you know, all these people that are doing online dating. And one of my girlfriends, um, one of my best friends, actually, she's the one that always said, ah, everybody's getting married. You should do it. And, and all these people from my office, they're getting married and you should do it too. So I thought, okay, you know what? Let me try. So my first round at doing the online dating, number one, I got to share that, you know, people can talk about all of these different sites, Plenty of Fish, Lava Life. Okay, I'm really dating myself by saying Lava Life, but Match.com, eHarmony, whatever, and you know the paid services are better than the free ones. Let me tell you something, okay? And whoever's listening to me, you know, people can try to pretend and hide under a rock. Listen, it's the same people that are on all of these platforms. So whether you're paying or you're not, it's going to be the same faces that you're going to be seeing. So, FYI. Anyway, so. 
Um, you know, I, I attempted the online dating. I um, opened myself up to exploring other races. And uh, that's another topic of discussion as well. But uh, and it was a good experience. And like I said, this is me exploring and getting to understand myself, mind, body, soul and sexually. And um, which, again, is another topic. So today we're going to keep it G-rated, I think. Anyway, so it was good overall. And I think that uh, I met some really amazing people. And I think that for myself, again, I wasn't looking for anything long term at the time. It was just more or less um, casual and, and just, you know, somebody just to enjoy the moment with. And what I came to find out is that a lot of people were walking around with baggage and they weren't ready even mentally to even date someone. So I think that that was a lesson learned or that's just kind of a takeaway that I kind of came to find. So my how I encourage people to say, look, you know, after your relationship, go and get help. Talk to somebody and just make sure that you're OK. Deal with whatever it is. Close doors that need to be closed you know, end a chapter the right way. Guys, don't run away from it. If you don't want to be with somebody, tell the person straight. And if the girl is going to turn around and cry, that's her business. She needs to get over herself and she needs to go for counseling too. But end it on the right note. Close it off as you should. So um, I felt that, you know, some of the people that I met, some of them were carrying baggage. Um, but like I said, it, it exposed me to people that were um, doing different things in life, just interesting people. And you know, because I was in my 30s, one of the things, I guess when I was younger, I always said to myself, oh, I don't want anyone that has kids. I don't, you know, all these kinds of things. And I, I came to realize at that age, like, look, you, you got to suck it up and you got to deal with it. You're going to meet people that have children. So you have to be OK with it or not. Um, if you close yourself off, though, you will kind of be closing off most people. So you'll have a very, you know, it'll be really slim picking. So for me, I love children, so it, it wasn't a big thing for me. I, I couldn't, it, again, initially, was that something that I wanted for myself? No, but I also didn't expect to be, you know, 30 plus and divorced. That was kind of weird. So um, I came to understand as well. Another lesson learned or a nugget is that not everybody's pot has to be cooked at the same time, as my mom says. Um, so meaning that, you know, our lives are different and, and our paths are going to be different as well. So um but yeah, getting back into it. So met some really amazing guys. Uh, I really enjoyed myself. And uh, then I got to be, you know, in my late 30s. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, once you pass 35, you're getting to 36 and people start looking at you, you know, a little bit weird. What are you doing? Are you, you know, are you not going to settle down? Do you, you know, not want to build a family for yourself? And I think that that whole social aspect kept playing over in my head and I'm thinking well you know I'm you know now like you know 36 and and maybe I need to be um thinking about really settling down and, and that kind of stuff so then I, I changed my casual dating into looking for a long-term um relationship and I kind of switched the the parameters in terms of the, the people that I was going to um, expose myself to and I was really rigid in my online dating profile in terms of okay if somebody talks to me this way is not going to happen I don't think so and I'll block this person and whatever so um, that said and again I'm, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus because this is about me so in doing all of that I did meet somebody and that person was a nice person 
That said, I did see the red flags right away. But again, in my mind, so another lesson learned, um, I went against my better judgment. And my better judgment was my gut that was telling me, you know what, this is not right. This, there, there's a miss. There's something that's just a little bit off. But I kept thinking to myself, well, sometimes you have to just make life, right? Make life and, and make it work. And, 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 you know, maybe, Raquel, you're just too much. You're too much and you need to kind of take, um, take all your, your, you know, thoughts and whatever, take it down a notch and just open yourself up. And so, again, I ignored the red flags. Um, we were polar opposites. So, again, lesson learned. Opposites do not attract. So if you find somebody, then you don't have that chemistry with them, that initial chemistry. And I'm not talking about just from a physical perspective, but just in terms of being able to have a conversation about the weather without an argument, run for the hills. It's not going to work. It never worked. There's going to be resentment that's going to be formed. Don't do it. Take my advice. So anyway, so, um, you know, I went that run through that with the person and um, eventually, once again, going against my better judgment. So I decided that I was going to um, get married again. And, you know, shortly into it, then I thought, okay, no, this, this is, it's just not going to work. And Raquel, you made a really big mistake. So, you know, I was looking up annulments probably like two months into the marriage. And then I thought, no, you know, Raquel, you're, you're crazy. Don't do it. Um, and eventually, once again, I decided to choose my sanity and uh, I walked away. <laughs> Funny enough, though, after all of this, I still believe in the institution of marriage and I still am a hopeless romantic. Um, I just made a mistake. Big ones. Expensive ones. And this is why we're going to talk about relationships, not just because of me, but there are many others that are like me that are in similar predicaments to me. So um, I don't know. Uh, you know, this is something that it, it's a little bit embarrassing, is it? I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. This is my confessional. And this is what the, the podcast is about for me to expose myself and to help someone else. Hopefully, that's what we're looking for. So that said, so I'm, I'm single. I'm back at it again. And, and am I in the place where I'm trying to settle down? Eventually, I would like to. And, you know, one of the things that I always said is third time's a charm. And I like weddings, so whatever. But uh, am I going to go back through and have an expensive wedding? No. Um, but it's not even about that. I, I, you know, more importantly, I want to, you know, take the time to find the right one for me. And um, again, I, I do know me. I just went against my better judgment and, you know, made a big expensive mistake. And it's okay. Whatever. Life goes on. People are dying and uh, that's it. I ask God for forgiveness and uh, we're on to something new now. So that said, um, one of the other things that I find that a lot of um, women are, are talking about now is, you know, do we, do we need men or we don't need men or, you know, are, do we get into relationships do, because we want them versus need them? And, and what does this even look like? Um, you know, so I think that that's something that I'd like to explore and delve into um, a lot more. Um, as we get into this whole relationship series for myself, I can share right off the bat that, um, you know, I need a partner and I want one. And when I say the need aspect, yes, do I, I work and support myself? Absolutely. But yeah, I want a helpmate uh, and I want to be someone's helpmate. I want us to build together. 
Um, I was to have the, the same vision and I'm, you know, happy to be that subservient wife. Um, you know, as opinionated as I am, I can be subservient, believe it or not. I do believe in gender roles. Um, so I, I can cook, I can clean. There's no problem with that. I will not do anything outside except for look pretty and bake in the sun. So I expect that my partner is going to, you know, take care of whatever needs to be done outside, whether they do it themselves or they hire somebody to do it. It's all good. I'm okay with that. So, um, and again, call me old fashioned, but that's kind of how I look at things. So, um, and again, as much as, you know, my marriages have not worked out and I've had some failed relationships, um, I still believe in the institution of marriage. Um, and I encourage people to, to, you know, get married, but, but think about what you're doing before you even do it. Make sure that there's that chemistry. And the chemistry, it should be physical, it should be mentally, that person should stimulate your mind and vice versa. Um, you should have like a common accord. So you're, you're building and, and dreaming and working towards something and actually executing on what it is that you're saying, encouraging each other. Um, you know, your, your views on family should be um, the same. Um, you know, your spiritual beliefs, again, they should be, you should be able to understand each other. At least there should be some kind of common ground from that perspective and, and respecting um, the differences in each other. I think that's an important piece as well. Um, but um, at the same time, again, take it slow, take your time. I mean, I took it slow the first time, second time around, I made a mistake because I was in my, you know, mid thirties and not thinking straight. Uh, now I'm 40. So again, things are totally different and very clear actually. But um, so anyways, we'll, we'll get into all of that. But, you know, if you're in a relationship, I, I think that counseling is something that's very important, not just when you're in the tail end of a relationship or when there's problems. I think even when times are good, you need to have somebody to, to talk to individually and together. And I think that it strengthens your relationship. It helps you to understand each other. Um, and I think that it eliminates the whole resentment aspect. So the next series and the whole, uh, you know, the, the next, I guess, um, podcast that I'm going to do in terms of relationships. So some of the topics that we're going to talk about is um, relationships from a male perspective, um, relationships, marriage and money, blended families. Um, again, we'll delve more so into the counseling and relationships um, and, you know, how it will make your, your you know, bond even stronger than it was. Um, baby mama and baby father drama, which I'm not about that life. Fix your shit. Anyway, um, but we'll, we'll get into that and we're going to get into um, sex and relationships. And I think it's, it's, that's a, a big topic. That's probably going to be a part one, two and three, um, if you ask me. Uh, j simply because the, you know, the important sex is a very important part of a relationship. Um, however, if you don't have the chemistry, then it can fall apart. And if there are other issues, then that falls apart as well. And do you introduce a toy into your relationship? Is there a hormonal issue? Do you need to try to explore natural um, elements? Um, you know, is porn bad or is it good? Or, you know, anyway, so we're going to get into all of that. But um, I think those are the kind of the, the that's my vision for where we're going to go with this whole relationship series. So I implore you to join me and I think it's going to be good. Um, good for you and, and maybe it'll give you some food for thought 
And again, if you've taken anything out of what it is that I've said without my saying too much, um, I hope that you're able to learn from my failures and my mistakes and do better than I did. Um, and I'm not ashamed of what it is that I've gone through because I think that it's made me a stronger person today. And uh, it's helped me so that I can help others. So it's okay. It's all good. And I think that's it for now. So this is short and sweet. But uh, again, I wish you an excellent uh, rest of your, your weekend, a nice long weekend. Um, binge watch things. I've been binge watching Power and uh, it's amazing. I, I can't believe like I've missed out on so much in my life. And, uh, you know, I hate Holly. So that's a big part of it. Holly from Power, that is. Anyway, so be well and we'll talk to you soon.